Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our second episode of the semester of the CM Life Sports Desk podcast. I am your host for the for the episode, Dominic Mastrangelo, the sports editor at Central Michigan Life, and I'm joined by my assistant sports editor and our lead football beat writer. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce your, yourselves. Joe, we're going ahead first. Hi, I'm Joe Judd. I'm the assistant sports editor here at CM Life. I'm Taylor DeSormo. I'm... I write for football. That's right. He's our senior reporter. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> both these guys are pretty darn informed when it comes to the Central Michigan University football team this year, uh, which, as many of you fans know, has a colossal, huge, gargantuan, let's just call it a big game against Northern Illinois this weekend. Uh, Taylor, you just you just got done writing a previous story uh, that really sort of dove into the recent success that the Huskies have been having, and boy, is there a lot of it. Yep, and the Huskies, they've lost one game in the MAC in the last 32 games that they've played. That was the Central Michigan, of course, but that was a couple of years back. But they're, they've been really good at home. They've been really good against MAC teams, and they've been really good on their homecoming, all which are this weekend. So CMU is going to have a tough task this weekend on, on Saturday. But obviously Coach Enos talked all week about, you know, everyone, they, they love sort of that underdog mentality. Um, Joe, I know obviously against Purdue, there, I think there was a lot of the same mentality where it was this team, you know, a much bigger school uh, coming from the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um but the Chippewas were able to pull that out. How much do you think that the mindset of the Chippewas is going to have to be similar this weekend as it was heading into the Purdue game? Well, I think in a lot of ways it, it's going to be it's, it's going to be just spot on similar. Um, you know, Purdue came from a Big Ten conference, but they've obviously been struggling in the past few years. Um, so really, don't want to buy too much into the name. Um, in a lot of ways, I mean, Northern Illinois can surpasses Purdue. I think in a lot of skill levels. I would agree. So. Yeah. Um, they really got to be on their toes this weekend. You it's, know, they they if uh, if they you know try to give the ball to Rawls early and it doesn't work out, they can't abandon. They can't put all that pressure on Cooper Rush. They got to they got to stick it out. They got to keep doing it. And the offense is something that's been sort of hot or cold all year. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk you talk yep. about starting uh, quickly. Titus Davis obviously got off to a very quick start in the Chippewa's most recent game against Ohio, scoring those first two touchdowns. And then and it was then that they gave it to Rawls and pounded it down. Uh, you, Taylor, got a chance to, to chat with Thomas uh, during practice this week. Uh, how does Thomas seem after 40 carries against uh, against OU? Well, he was hurting after the game. He, he said he wasn't expecting the 40 carries, but he obviously took advantage of it over 200 yards. He said that his, his training is really what helped him through the week, and he's already feeling better. And whether he gets five carries this week or he gets 45 carries, he said that he is ready to go and he's ready to pound the rock and do whatever he can to help the team, on, especially on third down in those short situations. I know I'd be hurting after 40 carries. Joe, how, how many do you think that Rawls going to get this weekend? Oh, man, I mean... hate to put you on the spot there, but... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to put a number on it. Like Taylor said, Rawls had no idea uh, the, the plan was for him to have 40 touches. Um, I, I think it's just going to depend on, on how it goes early on, you know, if, right. if they give it to him once or twice and he breaks one out for five or six yards. I, I think um, basically what I'm trying to say is I don't think that Enos has a set number. I no. think that's going to... No. I think the first and second, you know, quarters early in the game will dictate uh, eventually how many touches that Rawls is going to get. Does he start the game? Oh, absolutely. I think that's not yeah. even a question. Yeah, it's not even a question. It was, I don't, yeah. it was weird, too, in the beginning of the year where we had the Sailor LaValle and Martez Walker has actually emerged and gotten a couple of catches, too, but I think there's no doubt in anyone's mind mm-hmm. that Rawls is obviously the guy. And and on the receiving end, Davis will obviously be the main threat uh, to the relatively inexperienced um, Huskies corners and defensive secondary. Switching gears to our defensive secondary, I mean, this is a unit that, what, had six interceptions for the, for the first two games. But, Taylor, what's gone wrong for the Chippewas defensive secondary uh, since that incredible start? Well, I talked to Blake Serpa this week in practice, and he said something before the year they, they talked about was just not allowing touchdowns. Even if they allow some yards, they don't want to allow touchdowns. And 
He said what happened at Toledo where they allowed 42 points went against everything that they were planning <laughs> yeah. on doing. And and they did a lot better last week against Ohio. They only allowed 24 yards in the first half, and they, they almost got away with that allowing a touchdown the whole game. So really the the turnovers are huge. Turnovers have been were influential in those first couple games, but also just not allowing touchdowns. When they when they can right and Tony and Nice, mm-hmm. um, Justin Shiroki, there are so many Latarius Walton's another yeah. one huge names on this defense. I think coming into the season, the defense was maybe the surest of all things. That and then obviously the production that Titus Davis would would probably put up. Now obviously his injury, no one really knew what Thomas Rawls was going to do. Obviously he's had some off the field issues that, so far this year, so his numbers could be a lot bigger than they are this year. Sure. Um, what's interesting to see, though, is that there were a lot of things that we didn't know about this team that now we're sitting at 500, both overall and in our league. Um, but I guess the question now remains, as you look at the rest of that schedule, especially those last three games, which are really favorable, are you, Joe, at this point more optimistic or less optimistic than you were when the season began? I'm more optimistic, but only to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah. You know, as we as we move forward, there's some games that, in my opinion, we cannot lose. If we lose to Eastern Michigan. Oh, God. Or Western. Or Western <laughs> Michigan. Or Miami. Or Miami. Any of those last yeah, three, honestly. If, if we lose any one of those games, I, it's hard to be optimistic. At that point. But that being said, yeah. in the season, there's no excuses. Right. And heading into this game, I think, is what makes it so crucial. I wouldn't call this weekend a must-win for the Chippewas, but, man, it could really help the morale of this team. And then coming home the next week, you got Ball State, got to go to Buffalo still. So there's a lot of football to play. Um, but why is this game so crucial, in your opinion, Taylor? I mean, this is probably the last game where they'll be the underdog. I think if they can win this game against Northern Illinois, they'll go from being in the middle of the pack in the MAC West to one of the contenders in the MAC West, and they'll just need NIU and Toledo to maybe lose one more somewhere, or maybe just Toledo. And and that's what it's going to come down to when it comes down to seeing who gets to go to that MAC championship come December. Taylor has a column up on CentralMichiganLife.com right now, sort of displaying exactly what's going on in the Mid American Conference, which all all around guys uh, <laughs> yeah, isn't rough. too isn't too pretty. It doesn't look like anyone really wants to step up and take it right now. So the opportunity and the time is now, as Taylor uh, <laughs> wrote in, in Friday's paper. Yes. Um, before we close out, guys, I think it's uh, only right that we go a one-by-one here and sort of try to predict what's going to happen here on Saturday. I'm going to start with you, Taylor. Who wins the game and why? Well, I'm due to be picked wrong because I've picked every game right so far this year. So, right. so <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna stick with my original preseason prediction and say NIU is going to take this one. I think it's going to be closer. I, I thought it would be a blowout, but I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to say... NIU 31 and CMU 21. So I think we're going we're gonna to get some points, but I think NIU is going to be tough to beat. That's a pretty bold prediction, but it sounds uh, pretty accurate to me. I also think uh, that it's going to be a tough challenge for the Chippewas. Here's the stat that I think is going to really ring true. Titus Davis, three touchdown cast- catches, and you guys know what that means. He will have broken the record for all-time yep. touchdown receptions mm-hmm. in CMU history. Um, so I think a, a big performance out of Davis is, is what's absolutely necessary. Joe, what do you think? Ah, well, you know, uh, even despite the people on offense that Northern Illinois um, has lost, I still feel that they are a very fast team. Mm. And from what I have seen uh, from very fast teams, Syracuse, Toledo so far this year, um, like I like with Taylor said, I think it's going to be closer um, than we might think, but I'm, I'm looking at a 38-24 NIU victory. I, I think we can stick with them up until halftime, but... It, 
I don't know. It just seems to me that we've kind of folded in on ourselves in the second half a few times. Just like year. last year. Yeah. Exactly, and that's exactly what um, we'll be watching for along with all the rest of you fans here as the Chippewas take on the Huskies uh, this Saturday. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you folks during and after the game, and be sure to read our preview coverage uh, on Mon- in Monday's paper and on centralmichiganlife.com 24-7. Thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you next time.